are listening to the Fit CFO Show. Here we discuss topics on fitness, nutrition, and of course, business to help you become your best in life and in your business. I am your host, Amanda Hanquist, creator of Envision Nutrition and 12-year financial professional. We release a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. today's episode of the podcast, I sit down with my husband, Sean Hankwist, to talk about goal setting. Sean has been both an entrepreneur and financial professional for 16 years. He has recently become a certified financial planner. With his background in the financial field and the creation of Fit CFO, a company who specializes in finances for health and fitness entrepreneurs, I thought, who better to have on the podcast to talk about realistic goal setting and what that looks like from a financial professional standpoint. I know it's sometimes easy to get caught up in a big dream, which is great to have long-term goals, but I think we forget about the power of the compounding effect and having smaller, consistent wins and how that will allow you to become big over time. But skipping the steps in between will build your business on a house of cards. So let's get to the episode and learn how to set realistic goals to start out your 2022. Let's welcome Sean to the show. So today we are coming to you guys to talk about goal setting for 2022. Um, we know that a lot of times, um, at least from my past experience, it gets so easy at the beginning of the year to get really audacious and to want to like set these huge goals. And I think it's really good to be optimistic um, and to challenge yourself. But I also think it's important to realize that the majority of businesses take time um, to develop, take time to grow. And uh, small business owners who go from zero to hero overnight are anomalies. And so while it's great to be like ultra motivated and super like high achieving goal setting and, and shooting for the moon, it's also smart to be prepared and realistic. Um, So we thought it'd be a great idea to come on here and just explain from a, an actual like financial perspective, what realistic goal setting will look like for your business. And then this will give you actual targets um, that you can aim for achieving. Um, And so that's why I wanted to bring Sean on here today, because I thought it'd be super good, um, you know, to get his his point on this. And there's a recent quote going around the internet right now that I love by Jeff Cunningham. And that says it's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. And I think we all have moments of the uh, occasionally great scenario. Um, but let's take a step back, take a breather and understand your business and, and talk about taking the actionable steps that will get us there. All righty. Good morning. Um, so yeah, goal setting is very important. Um, it's something I always do. Um, what they call it, the BHAG, what big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, <laughs> I think I'm the definitely the king of setting those. And in the past, and like, oh shit, it's three fourths of years gone. I haven't even came close to tracking or getting where I want to be. So it's kind of like just ca- taking a step back and kind of figuring out the processes along the way to get to those goals. But um, before the goal setting, like you mentioned something in the intro there of. Uh, we've seen a lot of businesses go from virtually zero, let's say five, 10, 15,000 a month to a 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a month and created million dollar businesses and super, I mean, just crazy successful. Right. But a lot of them are just built on um, 
uh, that we call, I, I like to call them ranked rainmakers, um, individuals that can just really sell and, and very charismatic and can bring a lot of client attraction in and they're great at that. But then the business is just built on a house of cards. Yeah. Um, there's just no structure like, okay, now I've had this million dollar business. I got to bring a team and you just hire people. And then you don't create the structure or the client or the, the, the contracts within your contractors and employees. And then there comes to be a legal mess down the road. And so it's like growth is amazing and we all want growth, but it's just like, you need to take proper steps along the way to, to have a solid um, base business. You need to have that structure built in as you're growing. Now, every business is going to have growing pains and that's expected. However, when you're taking the, the correct precautions and you're maybe taking it at a little bit of a slower pace so that you can handle the growing pains of it along the way, then you're going to be built for the sturdy structure. And it wouldn't even be half a slower. It doesn't have to be a slower pace. It just maybe have a team in place. Um know that you have to reach out and outsource some of this right away before it gets too late because you're so busy growing. And you're not even scary too, because you have money going out that you don't maybe necessarily have coming in yet. Yeah, no, but I, I definitely promote the, the solid, like, Hey, let's grow, let's grow. But like, maybe take a step back, set a goal that, Hey, on Fridays, I'm going to review the, my business, the, the foundation of it. What do I need to outsource? What do I need to put place because now I'm this much bigger. So just take steps along the way to uh, make sure that you're actually running a business rather than just running a, what, what do you want to call it? A shit show? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but something I, there's not, a, that's not a great word for it, but it's like, it's, it's a cash a machine. Pre- a but let's make sure, Really? I mean, well, and it, it's a cash machine, right? And it's amazing. Like it's bringing all kinds of revenue, but we don't want that to stop. So let's just create the structure. So it keeps going. Because ultimately that's going to create nightmares and headaches and pressure that is just so unnecessary when if you take the right steps along the way, you're going to sleep at night and you're not going to have yeah. these three o'clock nightmares, 3 a.m. nightmares where, my God, you don't know if it's going to crumble tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, at the end of the day, who cares if it slows you up just by that, just a little bit, if now you have a better business that's on solid grounds. Yep. So uh, we have come up with three basic strategies to setting realistic goals for your business in 2022. And the first one I wanted to start with is understanding the macros of your business. Um, We like to call macros of your business, your financial statements. And I'm going to let Sean uh, explain exactly what our financial statements are, because it's, it's quite interesting how correlated uh, each one of these concepts are to our macros as nutrition coaches. Yeah. So you get your three main macros. Um, a lot of us would argue there's four with alcohol, but I don't have a fourth financial <laughs> statement to talk about. So we're not going to just be alcohol at this point, <laughs> yeah, but I don't have a financial statement to follow that one. <laughs> so we'll just leave alcohol out for now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would like to look at the three main financial statements and let's look at like profit and loss being your protein, your your foundational piece that you need. Uh, you need to keep track of the income and expenses um, and in order to create a profit and loss statement, or you also hear it called an, an income statement. So keep track of the profit and loss. Um, we kind of think that is the main thing that you need to do. And that's where like as you're just talk of your business before you, before you get too big into business, a lot of smaller entrepreneurs, if it's just a side hustle, virtually all you need to keep track is, is the income and expenses. But once you start legitimizing the business, 
um, creating S corps and everything else where you got to keep track of different things in the business. Then you graduate and then you have like a balance sheet. Um, that's where you keep track of bank account balances on a monthly basis. You keep track of owner's equity, a lot of, um, of the assets and the liabilities. So it's a little bit deeper. Um, you know, we could treat that as the energy source of the business. I don't know, like carbs, right? Yeah. Um, and then the third uh, financial statement would be the cash flow statement. Um, I would have to say in my diet, that is kind of least important right now, but I know <laughs> fats are good for hormone, whatever, but it's not like my main thing. Um, and a lot of my business owners don't get to the cash flow statement. They're just not advanced enough to get that far um, early in their career. But once you create a business entity with structure and you have, say, inventories or you have debts and equity um, issues going on, you're also going to look at the cash flow statement. So you know where your money is going um, in and out and, and um, uh, the actual what's left. Because a lot of times at the end of the business, end of the year, you look like your P&L and you made a hundred grand, but there's no money left. Well, you're busy paying off debts or maybe paying yourself too much money. And that's why there's no money left in the business. And that's what you see on the cash flow statement. So it's a little bit more of an advanced. It's really um, a true glimpse of the health of your business. And so, you know, when we think of fats, we think of hormone health, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I love how you correlate protein with uh, profit and loss statements being the building blocks of your, um, the main, I guess, area of your business financial or excuse me, balance sheets being the energy, um, the carbohydrates of your business and then cash flow statements really being the glimpse of health yeah. where everything's at. And or, in other words, the fats of your business. So, yeah. So I would not to interrupt there, but like, I remember it was a few years, it's probably been geez now three, four years ago, five years ago. It's like, I remember listening to a podcast, the, um, Annie Frisella. It's like, he didn't like, I don't remember the exact language he used, but basically he didn't understand business until he understood his uh, cash flow statement. Yeah. Well, and I think that he, and I think I know what podcast you're talking about. I think I listened to it. It was a long time ago. If we can find it, I'll link it in the show notes, but he really talked about his business really started taking off when he really understood the financials of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that's where he was talking about like where all his cash was going yep, and how to manage his cash. And that is one of the statements that we love to teach our business owners. Like, okay, here, now you're advanced. You're above a million, couple million dollars. You're now doing some debt financing to, for, to like even increase your growth. You need to understand where all the cash is going. Absolutely. So, so while it, you know, the number one strategy is understanding the macros of your business. In other words, understanding the financial statements, it might seem like a waste of time. I just want to have somebody else do it for me. Then you are not, in my opinion, acting like the business owner. You're acting like the coach of your business. I understand that you're just worried about, you know, taking care of your clients and being a coach, et cetera. However, if you really want to be an entrepreneur, you really need to take time to understand this side of your business to be successful. Yeah. You're always going to work in your business. If that's the case, you're always going to be an employee um, to the business if you don't ever create the structure that you need. Yeah, for sure. I love that. FitCFO was created to help you legitimize your business and understand your numbers. The mission at FitCFO is that every health and fitness entrepreneur with a dream of making America healthy will never have to worry about going out of business because of their finances. To learn more about how you can work with FitCFO, be sure to visit our website at fitcfo.com or visit us on Instagram at fitcfo.
Let's get back to the show. And so then number two strategies, now that we understand our financial statements, um, we need to be reviewing our previous financial statements of the prior year. So 2021. So really understanding and knowing your prior year numbers um, is going to help you project your future. Yeah. So that was like the biggest mistake I did in business when I first started out, like when we owned the gym, it's like, I would um, wait to the week of hell to get all the financials put together for the CPA. Right. And then I was so burnt out. I didn't take time to actually review the statements. You were just and, like, I got it done. Whoa, whoa, over oh it. my God. I made it through the year. Um, but then I never took the time to understand the financials, what they meant the trends. I never really, I guess, sat down with anybody at that point in time. And they showed me like, what should I be looking for on these financial statements? And that was something that, I feel like number one, I didn't even have this financial statements through the year to be able to review. So that's why we we call that the number one thing that you need. Number two is actually review it if you have those statements. Well, and I think part of it could be an ego play on ourselves because we're these like we're these big, tough, smart nutrition experts, right? Like we know everything there is to know about performance and nutrition and sustainability and all these things. It is very humbling when you don't understand the concept of your business financials, but that is okay. That's completely okay. Um, But you can't get to the next step until you, I guess, let go of your ego and learn it. Right. And to be really fair, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So you might not be looking at this because you don't know you should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't know like... The, the CPA that you go into is just filing your taxes. So they're like, well, that just seems normal. That seems common. But when you actually, you actually work with someone that's proactive and giving you active advice throughout the year, like it is a freaking game changer. Yep. Um, but you just don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know what to look for in the business, don't have the KPIs, don't the key performance indicators, don't know what to look on the profit and loss, maybe you reach out to someone, not just a CPA, like, yeah, start there. Um, but like reach out for someone that is actually telling you that we're going to be proactive and we're going to be monitoring and holding you accountable throughout the year. So then your goals can happen. Yeah. Because the thing is, is we all know that our clients as nutrition coaches, they need accountability. We do too. I mean, we have business coaches that help us grow our revenue, but Mm -hmm. it's important to have somebody like a CFO or something to be able to help us understand what the picture of our business is, what the health of our business actually looks like so that we don't have to let this go someday because we didn't take care of that part. Right. We never want anybody to get out of the health and fitness online business just due to not being educated or not having the help. So help does exist. You just got to reach out and get it. Yep, absolutely. So reviewing your financial statements from 2021, reviewing your profit loss, and balance sheet, and if you're able to, your cash flow statements. But getting the understanding and um, of what your numbers were for the prior year is really going to help you project the future. Okay, what is realistic? What can I honestly do mm-hmm. this year? Because I think sometimes if we just throw a dart at the wall because that looks cool, and maybe my business revenue coach said that you know, hey, let's do this. Well, that's great, but does that actually correlate with? with my past performance, maybe I should have some hard data to back that up. Um, Or do I even have the cash on hand to go through that hard intensive growth stage in my life? Because 
life is hard, right? Finances yeah. is hard. We all want this big, sexy growth number, but at sometimes you, uh, yeah, I don't mind. Let's go in debt to do it, but let's make sure you've done the process and have the debt, debt available, the, the line of credits, making sure you have everything in order before you go on that massive growth stage. You yeah. don't want to go into that math, massive growth stage find out that now you're out of money and now you have nowhere to go. Um, to literally a rock in a hard spot. Yep. 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 Or, you know, I mean, honestly, you could look at your numbers and be like, you know what? We, we actually did better than we thought. Cool. We can uh, grow a little bit better than we, a little faster than we thought we could. You know, what's really funny. I find that uh, a lot with my clients. They don't pat themselves on the back enough. Like literally I went from 120,000 to 270,000 in a year. Like that is massive. Like just stop and think, I know you want a million dollars tomorrow, but double that again. And then double that again. And before five years, you're a two, $3 million company. Like it can happen. There's not a lot of businesses out there that you can be in and have that kind of turnaround. Right. It's unbelievable. So just set the stage, like make sure you're prepared and ready for that next stage in, in business. So reviewing your financial statements for 2021 and then number three, and I put this in here because this is my thoughts. So Sean, you're going to have to decide whether, um, what your opinion is on this, but set first quarter goals and then revisit those first quarter financial statements to see how you've done at the end of that first quarter, because what will happen then is you can readjust, um, for the remainder of the year after that first quarter goal has been. Well, on um, the goals, a lot of my goals um, filter down to like my projections and business. So I'm building out my whole year of, okay, if based on this projection, this goal, I need to hire next staff member come April. I need to hire next staff member come June. So if I'm not going in there and adjusting those goals or being realistic with my goals, my projections, my projections don't mean shit. So that's where you got to go in. And I feel like if you're moving and shaking a lot in business and you have that kind of massive growth, you should probably even look at what your goal and what happened on a monthly basis, because there's a lot of moving parts, especially if you're like strategizing your business out for the whole year of hiring and next employees, you know, the next, okay, now I got to outsource the marketing. So you got to make sure you're online. Like with one of my businesses, we just had to readjust. Like we had this massive growth scale going on. Uh, it, hey, it growed, but it just didn't hit target. So let's readjust. So we're not over hiring too early for certain items of the business. Absolutely. So set first quarter goals. However, if you're moving and shaking, move that to monthly if needed. Yeah, I think that would be probably wise with a lot of our clients because they're just, they're massively growing so quick. I would probably look at it on a monthly basis, actually. Yep, absolutely. Because the thing is, is when you're looking at the the actual data, instead of like, jotting something down on a piece of paper or a whiteboard, like that's great because that's going to give you ideas. That's going to give you, um, you know, something to, to shoot for. But when you're actually looking at the spreadsheets, looking at the data, you're going to be able to say, you know what, I need to, uh, I need to decrease expenses here. I need to implement different um, efficiencies in this area. I mean, that gives you actual targets, specific targets to be able to shoot for, or, hey, maybe I need a VA because I'm really struggling in the service department over here, things like that. Yeah. Now I've been the king of just like, oh, set this goal and I think it'll happen, right? I'll build it, they'll come. But well, that's not always the case. So you always have to plan accordingly. Yep. Absolutely. So I want to do 
like a mild uh, case study with you. So I want to pretend that I am um, like a prospect that is just calling in to have a conversation with you as a CFO. Um, and I'm needing to get organized. I've never had a CFO before. I maybe, uh, you know, I have my separation of my bank accounts, right? But I have my business bank account. I have my um personal accounts and everything. And I'm coming to you and I'm wanting to, you know, set goals or set some, uh, you know, implement some things in place for 2022. What does that first conversation look like with the CFO? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that first conversation is just education based of, okay, what do you have in place? maybe what you should have in place and the why behind all of this. So a lot of times we may have separation of business bank accounts, which is great. That's cool. Um, But then I do see that we don't have an accounting software in place or we're not keeping track of income and expenses on even an Excel spreadsheet. So I would have to say, hey, let's start here for a month, two months, three months. Let's get organized. Let's have some data so we know where we're at. And I, I like to walk people through, okay, how? I even have this, if you don't want to do the accounting software, I have a Excel spreadsheet you can have. Um, here you go. And then here's how you fill it out. Let's just track it for a couple months. And then once we have some data, I can start helping you decide on how much you should pay yourself, right? And how much your marketing budget it should be. So I try to just to start where you're at. So if you already have an accounting software, and that's where we'll jump in and I'll start looking at that right away to kind of see what changes we can make. Um, and, and it's a lot of it's just based off of what you feel like your biggest issue in business is right now. So we'll have that conversation. Okay. What, why are we having this conversation? What, what do you feel like you're missing? And then I try to build around that. And it's usually like, I'm missing taxes. I feel like my CPA or something just, I just don't feel like I'm getting the right outs I need. Um, I don't know how much I should be paying myself. Um, that's a lot of the conversations that we're having right away. And then we just kind of set a game plan to make sure that all those needs are met here yet this year or how much time frame we have. I love that because I think there are so many people out there, um, especially in this space and this business that are like, I just don't even know where to start. Maybe a little bit embarrassed that they just don't know anything about this. And And I guess the biggest thing that I want to get out is that it's okay. Like it is completely okay to not know anything about this. That is what, um, what we honestly created the CFO for is the education because, Mm -hmm. um, like you said earlier, you just, you don't know what you don't know. Um, I mean, it's just like when you started nutrition coaching, you had one building block at a time to ultimately create this business that you're at now, um, you know, now let's get the finances taken care of. Now let's help you understand these concepts so that we can set these realistic goals for your, uh, for the future of your business. Right. And it just like, like everything about nutrition, uh, your clients can Google it, right? Yeah. Um, everything yeah. about finance, everything in the financial world, you could Google it. But okay, so where are you going to start with that? And I think that's why CFO, CFO was created because people just don't know what they don't know, where, where to start. And we just kind of start to finish, like, we'll, we'll take you where you're at. If you're a $5 million company, we'll know right where to jump in and take you to the $10 million company. If you're 150,000, let, let we know what to do with 150,000 of what you should be doing at this point in time, because we've worked with your peers. And I think that's what makes us different than most companies is we've dedicated ourselves to this online space. Um, so we kind of know what kind of profit numbers should be, uh, revenue numbers should be uh, for where you're at. 
Well, and it helps um, provide a sense of security and takes, you know, a lot of stress off of your shoulders later on so that you can fully focus on your business. Mm -hmm. And even after we've worked with clients for years, I I truly believe a lot of it is having someone looking over your shoulder, making sure there's no red flags in the business. Because a lot of times you don't, you don't see everything that's happening and just having someone that's also very familiar with your business can um, come in handy in certain times of the year. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how many times I've received a statement from the IRS and I'm like, what the heck is this? I don't know what to do with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Here, Sean. Right. I don't know what this. <laughs> I have that perk, but um, but anyway, you can too. But I just think it's so cool that you know how uh, I've said it before, but how uh, mirrored this industry is to the health and fitness space. Um, when I work with a nutrition client, the very first thing we do, the very first week, is all about realization of where they're at figuring out where they're at, because I can't set you where you're going to go, where you want to go. If I don't know where you're at right now. And that, that reflects the same in your business that we got to start at square one to figure out where you're at. And then you can really propel a lot faster once you have that side down. Yeah. So no, totally cool. I I love the concept. I love the, the time of year that we're in. Um, it's always fun to set goals. Now it's just time to go do the work. Yep, absolutely. And we're still in the beginning uh, timeframe of January. And so if you guys want some help on how to set your uh, business goals um, to maybe also review your 2021 numbers, um, be sure to reach out. I'm going to link everything in our show notes. You can also follow us on Instagram as well as fitcfo.com. But Sean, thank you for your time today. And you've been super helpful in explaining our realistic goal setting for 2022. Help us in our mission to not let another health and fitness entrepreneur go out of business because of their finances. You can do this by tuning in every single Tuesday morning, where we bring some of the best nutrition coaching strategies out there, along with business tips. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you shared this podcast, your Instagram stories, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms. We so appreciate you listening in. And until next time, keep your goals high. Keep each step attainable. 